welcome once again to the Ebone Zone as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 355th time on this Friday, September 22nd, 2023. I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode, Burning a Hole in the Pocket. McDonald's is an American institution, a staple of the red, white, and blues achievements. Kind of like Harvard, but greasier and not as hard to get into. In fact, did you know that one in eight people here in the U.S. has worked for Ronald and the gang? And if you aren't one of those one in eight, there's a good chance you either know them by their burgers, their breakfast, or by the fact that they got slapped with a lawsuit in the 90s over coffee. Well, what if I told you it happened again? I wouldn't be lying. Because just recently, a woman had a cup of coffee in San Francisco and the lid wasn't on just right. Okay, so I'll admit, that doesn't seem like that big of a deal until you realize it turned over and caused severe third-degree burns to her legs, thigh, and groin when it spilled on her lap. This woman named Mabel is seeking millions of dollars in damages for what happened. Now, you might remember the lawsuit not too long ago that popped up where a four-year-old girl was burned by chicken nuggets from the Big M, which prompted her mother to seek $15 million from the company. It doesn't seem like McDonald's is getting too many breaks here in recent months. The lawsuit also claims that Mabel called for several employees at the restaurant for help, but none of them obliged. Her lawyer said that she was standing at the counter for about 25 minutes waiting for a manager to answer for her employee's rudeness. After the original coffee clash in 1994, there was a huge uproar about the temperature coffee is served at in the stores. McDonald's fired back, saying that their coffee was normally served between 180 and 190 degrees. And after the whole thing was said and done, people were still not sure if they lowered the serving temperature. Mabel's lawyer said that the coffee she was served was much hotter than 190 degrees. I guess this is why on coffee pots there's the warning, do not hold over people. Things can get ugly very fast. That much is for sure. This week, I would like to continue a tradition that I hold very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. This verse is outlining how we should follow God with a childlike faith. So as we know, Paul here is the writer of Ephesians, and he is giving us an invitation to follow God closely, to follow God as a child follows his father, to follow him with a childlike faith. So how exactly do we do that? Well, as we know, children follow their fathers doing everything they do. If their dad's cooking dinner, they want to help. If their dad's watching TV, they want to watch TV. If their dad's going out with their mom, they want to be out there with them because, well, that's just family time. That's how children do. They want to imitate their father as closely as possible because they see their father as a good man. They see their father as an honorable man. They see their father as somebody they want to be like. And I'm like that myself. But as much as we imitate our earthly father, We should imitate our Heavenly Father. We should strive to be like Him. We should strive to love like Him. We should strive to give grace like Him. We should strive to forgive like Him. We should strive to make as much of our lives line up with Him and His Word and what He says for us to do as possible. When we become a Christian, we have a relationship with Christ, right? So we're identified with Him. 
And here, Paul tells us to follow him in everything we do with a childlike faith, follow him in our attitudes and actions, and even in the motives of our hearts and the thoughts we think. We're called to be like Christ, to follow his example, to imitate his ways, because, well, if we're Christians, we need to show Christ to everyone we meet. We don't need to show ourselves. We need to show Christ in us because he has made us a new creature. And Christ being in us, well, that is eternal hope. Christ being in us, Christ being in us means that we are safe. Christ being in us promises us the assurance of heaven, promises us that we can one day go and live with the King of Kings. And honestly, I think That is the greatest promise of all, that we will one day see the Savior that died for us. So we need to follow him as closely as possible here on earth and give the best example of a Christian life we can. That doesn't mean we won't mess up. That doesn't mean we won't fall. That doesn't mean we won't fail. But what it does mean is that we have grace in those failures. We need to show that example that even when we mess up, that even when we're not perfect, even when we don't do everything right, that God still has grace, that God still loves us like a father loves his children. Sometimes the Internet can be a pretty cool place. Other times, well, not so much. And that's why I've taken it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter to see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag is, next summer I will. The first response, next summer I will get my beach body. You know, if you want to have a good look by next summer, start now. That's what I say. Join a gym and don't stop till you get where you want to be. I know those fries look tempting, but come on, we've all got to make sacrifices every now and then. Especially if we want to get in a shape other than round. The next response to the hashtag, next summer I will... Next summer, I will make better TikToks. You know, it's always good to have a goal. My first podcast wasn't much in the way of what most would call good, I'll admit that, but that's how you get better. The more you do something, the better you get at it. Keep going. The next response to the hashtag next summer, I will, is do a better job at staying hydrated. You know, these are all good goals so far. I like them. All of them. I love seeing this. People trying to get better. This is what we need more of. And the last response, next summer I will buy sunscreen. You know, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that this conclusion was drawn from very poor decisions made this summer. I know from experience, sunburn isn't fun. Buying a pretty good stock is always a great idea. Do you remember the book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie? I had it read to me all the time as a kid, and it was probably one of my favorites. You know the story. Giving a mouse a cookie is one thing. Then it'll want milk. Then it'll want a place to sit and eat it. Then it'll want a nap because he's full, and it goes on and on and on. But have you ever considered what would happen if you took a snake surfing? Well, good news for people who don't enjoy snakes. You don't have to find out for yourself, because a man in Australia did exactly that and ended up getting fined for it. A video went viral on social media recently of the man and his pet Bradley carpet python named Shiva catching some waves off the Gold Coast. And as a result, they tipped off the local wildlife protection officers. And you can look at that video in the description, by the way. They say Shiva was being endangered by her owner, Higor, and that he also breached his permit to own her by taking the snake out in public. 
the payer ended up with a fine of $1,495. And of course, you had people trying to say it was a concern that Shiva was endangered because she's not meant to be in the water. But get this, then you have Higor, her owner, who says that she's been surfing with him at least 10 times. He says that she loves swimming, so one day he decided to take her out surfing with him, and she had a blast. So now I guess we know what happens if you take a snake surfing. The danger noodle loves it, and the owner doesn't because he's the one stuck with the check. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. And if you want more from the podcast, visit the website, www.ebonezone.com. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember... Keep an ear out.